Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast. I am Corey Walsh. And I'm Nick. And today we're going to go through uh, the NBA Finals up to this point. Uh, we're going to talk about Champions League for one minute. Only one minute, because that's all it's worth. <laughs> and we'll do some cooler talk. But until then, let's get rolling. <laughs> Everything's been uh, pretty crazy lately. I think the whole sports world's spinning on its head. I, uh, I I don't know if I'm in some weird twilight zone or something, but <laughs> somehow the Raptors are up 3-1 uh, on the Golden State Warriors right now. It's uh, I, like, I'm not even believing it as it, uh, it's coming out of my mouth. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit crazy. If any team knows how to handle a 3-1 deficit, it's definitely the Warriors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've seen it on the other side, as Draymond Green once said. Yeah, I mean, uh, Serge, Serge Ibaka uh, was on Oklahoma City when they were up 3-1 on the Warriors, and he's and then they ended up losing three straight games. He's probably in Toronto being like, guys, <laughs> this will not happen again. I refuse. <laughs> I am not meant for this. <laughs> I refuse to lose to these fuckers three more times in a row <laughs> again. I can't stand these guys. Poor, poor uh, Ibaka. He has to go against Draymond Green like every minute, and that's like probably just going through like some psychotic breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> having Draymond shout at you. Yeah, you might have to, uh, you know, book a half hour with a, a therapist after after every you know, game. <laughs> yeah, after after every game, you might have to have uh, like four or five sessions after the series is over. <laughs> after oh yeah, there's definitely that some guy. psycho trauma <laughs> going he, on. Yeah, he got. Uh, he got a technical uh, called on him last night, Draymond. I think it was after a loose ball foul, right? Or, it was uh, over. Or excuse me, a, a turnover, right? Yeah. It was like he thought that he was fouled when he was going to the rim. <laughs> no one touched him. Then he goes over. He does the thing where all the NBA players do where they try to draw and their arms, like, flail as if they're getting electrocuted. Yeah. Then he goes over to the ref. and He's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're just, like, technical. And then Draymond's like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> he, didn't even, he usually freaks out when they give technicals to him. But that time he was like, yeah, you know what? That, that, that was warranted. Even Mark Jackson was like, that wasn't even a foul. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love Mark Jackson and uh... – and Jeff Van Gundy on on a side note, the, I wouldn't want to hear anyone else do do the finals. <laughs> I like Breen too. Breen's voice is like so iconic. <laughs> Whenever you, someone shoots a three, you just hear bang. <laughs> oh yeah, that that is true too. Yeah, with Steph Curry in the finals, <laughs> three pointer bang. <laughs> yeah, every single time. At least thirty five feet out. <laughs> yeah. Then you hear Mark Jackson. Ooh, that's cold. <laughs> yeah. All Jeff Van Gundy does though is bitch about like the the officiating. He's like. That was a travel. That was definitely a travel. Let's go back to the replay on that. Mark's like, I don't think we should. Let's do it anyway. All right. <laughs> Mark Jackson is just, he's good for one mama. There goes that man again. He hasn't even <laughs> said that in this postseason without LeBron. <laughs> I felt like he said something last night that I was like, is he trying to start like a new catchphrase? <laughs> Besides the mama. There goes that man. So speaking of LeBron, do you think he's at home watching this series being like, damn, if I stayed in the East, we probably would have beaten Golden State this year with the team I, you know, had with the, if I stayed with the Cavs? Um, I think the Warriors, I think the Raptors are better than the Cavs would have been. 
I think the Raptors have a really, really good bench, and they have a lot of good veteran players that aren't washed. And the team that LeBron brought to the playoffs, the, to the finals last year, I feel like was very washed. I think George yeah. Hill is actually ass. <laughs> um, and then it was like Larry Nance, Doran Clarkson, Rodney Hood, who all maybe have, that was their first playoff experience, except for Rodney Hood, who played on the Jazz. And then there's Kevin Love. Ooh. And Kevin Love is like, Kevin Love's good. He just control, but he's not like a bring the ball up four, and that's what Siakam is. <laughs> and Siakam is, I think it's safe to say better than Kevin Love at this point. Yeah, <laughs> where where is he from again? Uh, Siakam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I thought he was an, an international player. He is an international player. I, I can't just, remember where he's from. You know, believe it or not, Siakam is not a name that you hear in the states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to go to the, the intern hound, uh, not hound mountain. <laughs> He's here. Just, Ugh. you know, <laughs> so it was like Cameroonian. Oh, Cameroon. Like Embiid. <laughs> there we go. The boys. Patriots. Thank you, mountain. <laughs> you do, you do amazing work. I don't know how your big hands operate keyboards though. Duh. <laughs> oh, that's so him. <laughs> I made the mountain German for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, they didn't know it was you. <laughs> God. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what uh, I'm talking about. What are you tripping on? <laughs> um. So yeah, the Warriors are down three-one. Uh, but yet, I think, I think all, I think a lot of people should be thinking, well, the series is far from over because there's one snake sl- slithering his way to Game Five. And uh, that's Kevin Durant. <laughs> the Durantula. The Slim Reaper. <laughs> the traitor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to take a minute, and uh, I just want to point out to all the, the dumbass Warrior fans that were like, oh, this team is so good. We don't even need KD here. You're down 3-1 now. And um, I don't know like how you think you've steamrolled because um, you, you won 4-2 over the Clippers, and – to be honest, the Clippers are basically just a team that gave 100% effort, and you won off of pure talent. And KD was disgusting in that series. Uh, then you played against the Rockets, and you didn't demolish. It was 4-2. Everyone thought you got- you guys demolished the Rockets. You really didn't. Um, no game was won by more than five points on either side. Every game was extremely close. And you swept the Blazers, which, to be honest, I think... You played da- uh, on fire Damian Lillard, and that was about it. And also, I feel like the Houston Rockets and the Clippers would have easily beaten the Blazers. And the Blazers played a beat-up OKC team with Paul George and his broken rotator cuff and a young Nuggets team that never went to the postseason before. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you beat the Blazers. I think I think my YMCA team could beat the Blazers. Yeah, I think this is just a testament that proves how much the Blazers and everyone else in the West actually sucked. <laughs> like, uh, it's not that uh, you know Toronto is like uh, you know this super team or something. It's just that every other team that the Warriors have played so far have been nowhere near the caliber of, of this team basically the Warriors like squeaked their way out of the first two rounds because you shouldn't have had lost two games to the Clippers yeah who's the Clippers best player Danilo Gallinari <laughs> Shy Gilgis Alexander 
And you say Patrick Beverly, you're actually stupid. Because <laughs> Patrick Beverly is a pure defensive player. Is Austin Rivers still on that team? No, he's on the Rockets. He's on the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Which James Harden was like typical James Harden playoff mode. Him and Chris Paul hated each other. You found out after that the whole team was in fights and fits afterwards. And now they're trying to disband the Rockets team. So that's how good they were. Yeah, the Rockets, uh, they have this tendency to just like be really good for a short stretch of time and then just blow up like it, it's hap- it's happened with this team it happened with uh the rockets teams of the 80s like they went to the finals three times like uh lost all three times like you know th- they were uh they were only good for a short stretch and they beat the magic uh they that was in the 90s Oh. I was talking about the '80s. My, my '80s bad. '80s was Elijah Wan and Ralph Sampson, the the twin towers. Good old Ralph. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they went to the finals like three times and lost all three times in the '80s. Uh, they were only good for a short span in in the '90s. Those those two years uh, that Jordan wasn't in the league. So like oh, they have. I feel like they have like condensed. Uh, like dynasties basically like yeah. it's like a two-year or a three-year dynasty like what how good have, yeah like how good of the how for how long have the, have the rockets been good like since chris ball got there maybe a year before so uh like since d'antoni got there i feel like is really when they hit there once they moved james harden to like pure point guard is when so what happen. it's been like three years four four years yeah yeah uh yeah d'antoni it like it doesn't take a basketball expert to realize he's basically rerunning the 05 Nuggets, uh, not Nuggets, Suns team with James Harden being Steve Nash. The yeah. only difference is that Steve Nash wasn't as good of a volume shooter as James Harden is. But yeah, yeah. that's that's the understatement of the century right there. <laughs> it's a real shock. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm 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 just absolutely shocked at, at how well this Toronto team is just playing like like an actual unit like they were they remind me of like the warriors the first title that they won where they like exemplified team play like yeah moving the ball around everyone's getting involved obviously they have one or two big guys like Kawhi leonard's averaging what like 35 points a game yeah this series like but other guys are stepping up left and right like there's a night where van vliet's gonna get points there's a night where shockham's gonna get 30 last night abaka had 20 like that that's insane like, yeah. So it's it's crazy how how just uh, you know someone steps up every single night basically and and either drops twenty points or, or plays great defense and and you know makes some very important shots. Oh yeah. I mean, game one was the Siakam game. Yeah. Danny game. Green is another guy <coughs> I didn't mention. Sorry. Oh no, he he's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, game two was what the Warriors won, and they I probably call that the boogie game because boogie actually showed up and then he faded back into darkness never to be seen again <laughs> he banished to the shadow <laughs> and then game three was a kyle lowry gasol and danny green game where all, he, they got major points and contributions from all three i mean kyle lowry took like six shots in that game and i was like oh god and then it went in and you're like oh all right <laughs> go get him kyle then game four siakam had a great game lowry had a great game but that was the ibaka game for sure i mean ibaka came off the bench and basically eight boards and then put him right back up it was shooting confidently i feel like you didn't see him shoot he there were moments in other games in the series where he had the ball completely open on the three-point line and he chose to pass it away instead yeah. of trying to attack i'm like ibaka can shoot threes like it's just so stupid i love that one play where 
he was uh, driving to the paint, Ibaka, and he kicked it out to Lowry on the on the left hand side of three, mm-hmm. and they the defense immediately shifted over to Lowry, and Lowry just almost one timed it right back into uh, Ibaka, and he just goes up and jams it. <laughs> no one was getting in his way. I was like, oh my god, that's like, you know, they say grown man moves. So like yeah. that's a grown man move right there. <laughs> he just came in and just ah, that that was a hell of a play. I love. I just love. I feel like ironically. The Raptors have kind of reincarnated the Spurs in a weird way. Yeah. Like, they just took what Greg Popovich did with Kawhi in the season before he got hurt and then just were like, all right, you know what? That looks like it worked pretty well. Let's just rerun that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have Danny Green, too, so this is going to work seamlessly. So that's the other thing, too. Like, there will be guys that come up with, like, you know, big 20-point games and stuff like that besides Kawhi Leonard and, you know, the other guys stepping up. But – even if guys don't get 20 points or, or you know, 10 rebounds or 10 assists or, or don't make a huge impact, other guys are making clutch shots when they need them. Like, there was one game, I think it was game two or three, Kyle Lowry was like 0 for 3, 0 for 4, hits a clutch 3 in the fourth quarter from 35 feet out. I think that was game one. It was game, uh, yeah, game one or two, I think. So, like, that was, didn't, didn't have a great shooting night, but a, a big clutch shot from him. Last night, Danny Green, I think, was 0 for 6 at 0 one for point. 6. And like he was like 0 for three from three, hits a big hits his only three of the game, a big clutch three to put him up by like like uh, nine or ten mm-hmm. in, in the fourth quarter. So like even even guys if they're not having big statistical nights are coming up in the clutch moments, and it, it's like it, it's crazy to watch. Like it, it yeah, it kind of does remind me of the Spurs. It's like the Euro ball like on crack like style yeah, that they're they playing. Like, they run ISO a, not a fair amount, I feel like. They really only turn to Kawhi for ISO, I feel like, in the fourth. But besides then, they really just like to bring the ball around. And the team actually operates so well with Kawhi off the floor, too. Like, it doesn't, like, like when the Cavs were in the finals and LeBron was out, you're like, oh, God, here comes absolutely. It's like they're, like, holding on for dear life, basically. They're like, all right, let's just not blow this four-point lead. Yeah. It's gone already. Oh, God, how much longer does LeBron have to come in? Oh, 11 minutes? Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, and, and – uh the the Raptors like in last night's game did not play particularly well in the first half. Like they, now, shut, they both teams were terrible yeah, in that first half. There there was like there was one stretch where there was like a two minute stretch where there was no points. The beginning like, of the game it took three minutes for someone to score. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the Raptors shot thirty seven percent from the floor in the first half. Like that's pretty bad. And they were still within four points. Yeah, right and that's what I was gonna say. It's it's crazy that even shooting thirty seven percent they kept it to a four point deficit, which I guess shows how bad the Warriors were shooting too. I mean, I think it's pretty crazy that they showed this stat last night and I, I wish I wrote it down. I didn't find it again. Thought it'd be on Twitter. Twitter failed me for like the first time ever. <laughs> but the supporting cast it was shown that the supporting cast was gonna help the team no matter what because it said that in the regular season without Kawhi Leonard, they were 17 and five. And then without Kyle Lowry, they also had a winning record. But like, those are like their two, those are definitely their, like, their two best players in the regular season. Without them, they worked seamlessly. And they said, that, like, Serge Ibaka said before, like, the series started, he's like, yeah, it was pretty comforting for us to know that we can win games without our best players. It means we obviously have something special here. Because you see, when, like, the Lakers this year, they were running seamlessly without LeBron. With LeBron, I mean. They were, like, third or fourth in the West. LeBron gets hurt for, like, a month and a half. 
what happens? They're out of the playoffs by like a, a terrible margin. And then when he comes back, they don't even know how to readjust to having him back and they still lose all their games. Like team, some teams can handle losing their best player. That is a more of a testament to the system than it is to the players. But at the same time, like you really do. It's a real big indicator of how good your team can be. <clears throat> we'll, we'll just look at another team that Kawhi was on. Look at the Spurs in the playoffs after <laughs> after he got injured. They bowed out to the Golden State Warriors pretty quickly, like, and uh, they weren't able to adjust. It, it, so what you're telling me basically is this Toronto team has been, been able to adjust without having their best players on the court. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, so <clears throat> so the KD thing. Going back to it really quick, KD for not being needed. You know, call me crazy, but I really would appreciate 34 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 4.9 assists from somebody. And that's what <laughs> KD was doing in the postseason for them. And I know, you know, it's the next man up system, right? So you got Iguodala, Quinn Cook, Sean Livingston, and McKinney. Um, so if KD scores 34, um, these players together in the finals are averaging 25. Those four who basically have taken on the minutes. I'm sorry. I think I'd rather have those. <laughs> I think I'd rather have the 35 plus the amount that they would bring. So now Golden State has basically become this guard-heavy team that has no depth in any other position. And you could be like, oh, but Corey, they have, uh, they have Draymond Green and Boogie. Those are two all-stars. Boogie's not an all-star right now. <laughs> Boogie is Boogie's like... barely an NBA player right now. <laughs> Boogie's, you could see Boogie at the Y right now. Yeah. And you would be like, man, that guy kind of sucks. He'd be like, yo, let me get next. Uh, no, I'm good. I I'll take the kid with diabetes. <laughs> At least he's hyped up on something. Yeah, I'll take the kid with the thyroid condition over there. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> Get your own gym. <laughs> and Draymond has never been a volume shooter. Like the be the best his best nights are the ones where he scores like 13, 10 and 10. And like I'm not upset that Draymond doesn't score more points. I don't think he's capable of it as we can see from his very low shooting percentages. Draymond is really good when he decides to be like going back to the Y reference again, the kid who thinks he's absolutely disgusting at point guard and just doesn't pass, takes the ball from the inbound, sprints up the court and tries to finish like right away. Yeah. He's did that at least 20 times in this postseason where like Kawhi will hit a three. Then he goes, takes the inbound. He gives it, asks for it back, sprints up the court while everyone else is jogging back. And then he just tries to go to the rim <laughs> and he might miss it. He might not, but it's like, you're watching. You're like, Oh God. He's like a he's like a dog that that sees a treat from like you know forty feet away. It's like, oh my god, I need to get it! I need to get it! I need to get it! Like it's just boom, just takes off. I mean, Draymond obviously is a huge difference maker, but like KD is also an elite defender. Iguodala is a good defender, and apparently he's a Hall of Famer. That's what's being thrown around as a lock for the Hall of Fame, Andre Iguodala, because apparently the Basketball Hall of Fame is the easiest thing to get into ever. Oh, it's been like that for a while. Literally everyone gets in the Hall of Fame. Antoine Jameson's going to get in. Have you ever heard of uh, Zadrunas Sabonis? Is that Tatis Sabonis' father? <laughs> I have no idea, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> what he what he do? Score a bucket? Uh, He was on that. Uh, so the '92 was the dream team, the Olympic team. The the four years before that, in the 1988 uh, Olympics, the Soviet Union beat 
the U.S. in the in the final round. That was the last year that they used college players. Yeah, and that dude Sabonis was on the Soviet team. Oh, fun! <laughs> <laughs> he ended up coming to uh, to America. I think he played with the Trailblazers, but he was like thirty years old or twenty nine when he finally came over here. Just in his prime. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, that was when the Soviet Union was like, uh, you know, close to getting disbanded. So they finally allowed players to come over to America and Thank play. Thank God. <laughs> Just so he could be waltzed into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, literally, everyone is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I could I could see Ig- Iggy making the Hall of Fame. He's got a Finals MVP. He's got uh, undeserved. One, yeah. <laughs> three rings. No, notice how all the people who guard LeBron get a Finals MVP. I don't get it. I get yeah. why Kawhi got it because Kawhi was the best player in that series. Have you ever seen that video? Also like, guarded LeBron. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi. There was that video when they, the he played the uh, Spurs in the finals, and like Kawhi was getting subbed in when Kawhi was like twenty one, and LeBron was like shooting at the free throw line, and he turned around and saw Kawhi was coming back in. He's just like, oh man, fuck, <laughs> and then he puts like his mouth guard back in, and mm-hmm. I was just like. I feel like that's a big statement if LeBron is scared of this 21-year-old kid coming in because you know it's going on him. <laughs> yeah, man, he's got a sweet stroke too, Kawhi. Like, it's like not arced at all. Yeah, I it's was like a say, dagger. It's a low-arcing shot. It almost reminds me of like Ray Allen, like Kentucky of. basketball in 1955. Like to shoot these ridiculously low-arcing shots that barely go above the rim. And it hits like, net. It doesn't yeah. hit like it looks like it would hit the back iron then in. Like you'd hear like a, doom, but you just hear the. It's it's crazy, man. Like he, he yeah, he's got a sweet stroke, and I, I don't know about you, but it always looks like to me that he he doesn't jump that high, does he? No, his like, dribbling has become insane though. Like yeah. you see him in ice, like he does. He go, he loves the mid range ISO play where he'll just like hesitate, hesitate through the, the legs, give pull him the, up, <laughs> give him the hezzy hey, <laughs> the hezzy hey. <laughs> I mean, this all being said, KD being back is huge, and I essentially view it as a brand new series, even though the series is going to be back next three. game. Oh yeah, he you has, think so? He has to be. Why would you throw like? I heard. I've heard, I heard he was supposed to be back game four and didn't come back for game four. I heard it was more that they were going to see until it was an elimination game, and then they were going to throw him back in because they're like, well, why rush it? I guess they they are injury ravaged. I I have literally zero sympathy for them, but they are very injury ravaged. Oh yeah, I mean, but we've watched Steph have amazing games. Like, yeah, you could say all you want about the Warriors. Like they're like, oh man, well Steph sucks. I'm like, Steph's not a player that makes anyone better. Like that's not no knock against Steph. He's a volume shooting point guard. Yeah, Steph. Steph can go out there. I mean, they, the one of the games they lost, he gets out, goes out and gets forty seven, and they still lose. Like you know, yeah, you're right. He's the type of guy. You know, he's he's not gonna make everyone around him. I felt bad for better. Steph because in game three, he literally just needs someone to like step up and score points. It was literally him. And that was it. Kavon Looney. <laughs> Kavon Looney was out. Oh, he was out that game? <laughs> he, didn't yeah. have, he had no Clay, no Durant, no Kavon Looney. So then he turned around and he's basically like, oh, look, I got uh, Quinn Cook, Sean Livingston. Igu-. There was a point what was, what's, in game what's three. What's the big white guy? Uh, Jonas Yurekbo. Yurekbo, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Yurekbo, make a shot for me. There was one point on the floor where Steph was out. It was Boogie, Yurekbo, Livingston, Iguodala, and Quinn Cook. Oh, sweet Christmas. <laughs> I was just like... This is a finals roster. <laughs> like, and then there's the, the like, oh, well, their manager made it so they have no cap space. No, they signed Kevin Durant. Yeah, so th- I said that was a dumb, dumb thing to do 
from the beginning. They gave away like four or five role players on their team to get that guy. Like, Well, Kevin Durant is better than those five role players combined. Absolutely, but in a situation like this, if he goes down... But how could you have ever expected that there is going to be, oh, you know what, we're going to be in the finals, but KD and Clay are going to be hurt. Yeah, you can't plan for that. And Boogie. But, so when yeah. you started the season, you're like, oh, they have five all-stars. Now it's two. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I I thought that Clay Thompson was going to be like moving around gingerly this game because he got he he injured his hamstring less than a week ago. Hamstring is usually a two-week recovery process. So, I don't know how the hell he healed so fast, but I'm like, okay, he's probably not going to play a lot tonight. He's probably not going to be able to move around. Dude played 40 minutes. <laughs> Dude played 40 minutes last night. I think he had like 22. Like it was insane. But still, I I, I still think his hamstring's not fully healed and playing on it is not going to make it heal faster. I think they got to – if I'm the Raptors, I would literally give the ball to whoever Clay Thompson is guarding every single time. I wouldn't if it was Danny Green because that dude's really only good at standing still. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> well, they put in Fred Van Fleet, though. <laughs> if he's open. Fred Van Fleet's been an impact player for sure. I oh, mean, how about the elbow he caught to the eye? Dude, I didn't know he lost the tooth until they showed it on the court. And they're like, they didn't clean up the tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Jackson's in the court like, damn, that's <laughs> yeah. a tooth. Can we get a timeout for the tooth? And Jeff McGray's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, that did. I don't know. Did it, it like looked like accidental that Sean? Oh, Livingston I thought did. it was because Sean Livingston's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, but like I don't know, man. I was, I looked at that play in slow motion. Kind of seemed like he was flailing his arms a, a, a little bit, uh, you know, excessively when he was doing that. Like I'm not saying he was looking for Fre- uh, Van Vliet's face, but I feel like he was <laughs> looking to hit something possibly. Dude, his like when he was lying on the ground, you just see like the blood like slowly trickle down. I'm yeah. like, are we rewatching Danny? Yeah, <laughs> someone on Twitter said uh, Fred VanVleet is starring in uh, American Horror Story NBA Finals edition. <laughs> so, I guess to close up this uh, finals recap, um, I still imagine the Raptors are going to win in five if KD comes back. I think the momentum is really strong. If not five, then six. I I will be honestly shocked if this game goes to seven. Um. So I just want to say to you Warriors fans, um, I hope you spoiled fans learn to appreciate what KD has brought to you because you're seeing what life's like going to be without him, and it looks pretty shitty for you. Yeah, it looks very shitty. So enjoy your uh, sweet splash, bros, because I won't be seeing you in the finals anytime soon. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing from the Warriors is that they're just not closing out games. Like, usually if you get down uh, against the Warriors, it's very hard to get the lead back. At one point, the Warriors were up 25-12 this past game. They're up 13 points, yeah. and they blew that lead. And when is and when is normally the time that the Warriors come alive? Everyone's third like, oh, quarter. Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. The Raptors it's third destroyed quarter. them. They destroyed the Golden State Warriors in the third quarter. First of all, they're down by I think five, no f- four, four yeah, at the down half. By four. Kawhi comes out, bang, three. They go down the court. Rebound, Kawhi comes down, bang, another three. <laughs> he comes up and he puts him up a point in the first two minutes of the half. I was like, that's insane. Crazy stat of the third quarter, Serge Ibaka and Kawhi, 24 points. Yeah, the rest the of the entire team. Golden State Warriors, 21. I've always said Serge Ibaka could carry a team. They, <laughs> oh my God, that is an extremely hot take. You never said that. You take that back. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah. God. 
uh, yeah, but they, they killed him in the in the third quarter. Yeah, it's uh, that. I mean, that last game it was defense and Abaka basically propelled them to a win. Yeah, I think I speak for the rest of the NBA when talking to the Warriors fans. Um, fuck you. <laughs> I'm so sorry that your little Cinderella run of acquiring all stars at the free agency is really backfiring for you now. Maybe you should go back to being what made people like you and draft your players. <laughs> All right, so I think that's good enough for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Raptors, we love you. And I, I said from the beginning I was on your uh, hype train, so I'm going to take it. You did. Ride that train. All right. the station. All right, so now I think we're going to dive into cooler talk. Um, a lot of shit's been going on lately. I don't know. Um, there's that hit. Eight, you, yeah, Nick, you can go. Well, the only reason I want to go first is just because we've been on the NBA Finals subject, and this sort of relates to that. Uh, Max Kellerman. Oh. <laughs> that man needs to be canceled. I've been saying that <laughs> like, for weeks. <laughs> like not not his show. Like no, his 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 life needs to be canceled. Like you need to he needs to be shipped to Siberia to never talk about sports. talk about sports ever again. I don't know if you heard what he said recently. I usually try to tune it out. It's oh, in our bio God. that we don't want to be like Max Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God because I hate him. And I don't think know, there's many fans. <laughs> yeah. And you know a couple weeks ago he was making the or probably about a month ago, he was making the claim that Kawhi Leonard was more clutch than Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. which even still is a ridiculous claim. But this was before Ka- Kawhi made that clutch Game 7 uh, dagger shot against Philly. This yeah. was, that, so that was an absurd point because Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi had not that many clutch moments before that. Now, now his, new, his new take oh. that he brought in, this was, I was just like, I, I had to literally just laugh when I heard it. His new take is... I'm very excited. Last shot in the game. Okay. Between Steph Curry and Iguodala. And he said, I want Iguodala taking my last shot. I can't even say it with a straight face. Like, are you serious? I'm genuinely Are you horrified. serious? <laughs> like, literally, you don't... I, I like to think I know a little bit about basketball. Okay? I, agree. I I'm more of a basketball historian than an X, X's and O's guys. But even still... You're telling me that you want Iguodala over literally possibly the best shooter of all time. Are you out of your fucking mind? What did Stephen A. Smith say in response to that? I hope he was like, oh, no. I, I, I don't even know because after I saw that, I just shut the shut the uh, video off. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. Like, Iguodala, Iguodala. Who was 0 for 14 in the finals for threes. Oh, my lord. I was like. I, I just want, like, Max Kellerman to go for a minute and be like, oh, man, let's look back in the footage and see what clutch shots Iguodala's hit. It would be like footage not found. <laughs> You'd find that one game that they just played in. And it was like. This you know, is no knock against Iguodala, though. Iguodala oh, no, is a very good player. Absolutely not. I, sh- I guess I should have, you know, started off with that. This is not a knock on Iguodala whatsoever. But it's literally like saying, would you rather have. Uh, you know, um, Steven Jackson or Michael Jordan taking your last sh- shot in the oh, NBA Steven Finals. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely want Steven Jackson. It's like, no, Steven Jackson's a great player. He's not, he's not anywhere close to Michael Jordan. And you wouldn't ever describe Iguodala as a shooter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe, That's the other thing. Maybe like 76ers Iguodala, like when he was an all-star. I don't want 35-year-old... <laughs> He's not Ray Allen. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a leaper for a while. That was his game. You know, he'd get, get rebounds, and, and he could play above the rim offensively. But, I mean, now he's like more of like a, a defensive presence, I, I would definitely say. 
I need to know what the hiring process was for first take. Like you got Stephen A. Smith, so you're locked into that. And then who who else applied for first take? Was it like no one else? Max Kellerman, for those who don't know, is essentially he was a boxing analyst. That's what I was gonna say. I was I was gonna say that's like the one area that I do respect Max Kellerman in because he does know a lot about boxing. Anything that doesn't have to do with boxing, he is dumber than a bag of bricks. I've never heard one take of his where I agree. He always like, I think every year, I think what what when's the, what's the date right now? Uh, June eighth. I'd say around like beginning of August, we're gonna get the Brady's about to fall off a cliff comment for like oh, the God. fourth year in a row. Like you know, if I said it every year, I'd probably be right at some point. Yeah. Like why but, don't you say it when you know for sure it's gonna happen? Why are we giving him the mic and allowing him to talk? I'd rather they have bring a guest analyst in, like FS1 does or like Get Up does every day. Like, bring someone new in so I don't have to hear Max Kellerman talk shit out of his mouth. Yeah, like, it, it used to be very entertaining when it was skipping Stephen A. But, like, now Stephen A. has just gotten way more cartoonish and, like, animated, which, oh. like, is funny every now and then. But he doesn't have Skip to bounce things off of. He's got this dumb Max Kellerman guy. Who's putty. So, yeah, he it's, just... like, it's terrible. And I like the FS1 uh Skip and Shannon much better now. That that combo is hilarious. Skip. <laughs> Skip. Skip. Drinking Henny though. <laughs> Miles with the yak. <laughs> Drinking and sipping down some hen dog. <laughs> that dude is one of the funniest man of all men of all time. I mean, I I guess this is a segue off of cooler talk, but yeah. I don't know if you ever seen Shannon Sharp's Instagram page. He posts the same picture every single morning. He posts the same picture. It's literally his breakfast, which he eats the same breakfast every morning. What is it? And Take me to the mind of Shannon Sharp. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll look it up real Intern! quick. Intern! <laughs> Get back here! <laughs> yeah, you thought we only bring him once per episode. We have the money to bring him twice. <laughs> Shannon. You lost your German accent. How'd that happen? <laughs> I converted. <laughs> now he's a woman. <laughs> okay, here it is. It's uh, it's it looks like some sort of cereal or oatmeal, uh, <laughs> carb cut up. up cut up fruit <laughs> and eggs, and it's literally that on a table, and like you can see his pants and shoes. That's what he does every <laughs> morning. I, I kid you not. Look, I'm I'm showing currently showing my co-host. Breakfast, wow. breakfast, 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 breakfast. Oh, look, what's this one? Breakfast. breakfast. It's the same thing every day. Paper cutlery, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, going back to my original point, Max Kellerman needs to be canceled. I could, you know, give him a pass for the Kawhi Leonard thing because he has sort of been proven right. I feel like ESPN is very guilty of this. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say FS1 is as much. They just go for a click. Oh, it's clickbait. Yeah, they've they've turned into clickbait almost. ESPN's gotten really shitty. Yeah, e ESPN has gotten bad. Uh, I mean, their online presence has definitely <laughs> decreased. Like Bleacher Report's really cutting into that. And mm -hmm. actually, I tell you what, Yahoo uh, actually has. I mean, their app, their their articles and everything. Like they they have. I feel like they can compete. They with, have shams, with right? They have what? They have shams. I think they have the writer who is Woj's like assistant. Oh, really? I think he's supposed to be really good. I think that's all, all I know they have, though, for, like, big writers. Um, 
So I guess we'll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so that's my Max Kellerman rant. Go ahead, you, we'll do your. We'll come back talk to you now. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those who don't know, there's that hit HBO show Chernobyl. I've only watched like one episode. It's an extremely, extremely dark show. That you're just like every minute you're like, oh my god, like you just get like it's like it's like when you watch Black Mirror, and you have this like really dark feeling watching the whole show because you just feel like, oh my god, this is just like. So it's like uneasy, I guess. You're waiting the for the other shoe to drop, yeah. Yeah, and you're just like this. There's like no moment where you have like a little light laughter in between. You're like, ha. like Chernobyl's like you're like this is horrifying, and I actually am very concerned about my well-being. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, it's basically about the Chernobyl incident, it, as it's in the title. I know that's a really shocking move, um, but it really caught someone's attention and uh that someone is russia <laughs> oh <laughs> they're just i think putin was not happy you know i i don't think i would be that psyched either apparently it's it was supposed to be well kept under wraps this whole conspiracy thing and they haven't really shown it and then uh well they're pissed <laughs> so you know what you know what big big adults do they release a second version of it <laughs> which they claim is their real true story <laughs> i'm sorry how delusional are these people this reminds me a lot of when james franco and seth rogan did the interview and like that show with kim jong the movie with kim jong-un where they went to visit him and they were just oh, <laughs> and then the north korea yeah. was super pissed yeah <laughs> and they're just like we're not even going to show it and if whoever shows it we're going to hack whatever they use so they didn't put it in theaters like what is with these countries caring so much about these films like, don't you have more things to worry about? I mean, are you really worried about the Chernobyl show, an incident that's already over? <laughs> I would love to see what the Russia version of the Chernobyl show is going to be. Apparently, it's supposed to involve an American spy who's the reason why the tank uh, malfunctioned and the water valve pushed ah, water into it. Of course, of course, that pesky American spy, ah, Dan unnamed. Johnson. They're probably going to tire like Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks is the spy. What actor is going to sign up for that? It's all going to be Russian cast. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, it's so stupid. Like, we get it. You were trying to cover it up for a long time. Truth comes out eventually. Like, get over it. I think everyone's past it for the most part because the people who were really hurt by it, I think, are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, why? I mean, TV, I guess this is like a side, another side note. I mean, I feel like everyone now is in this hunt for like the new show to watch after Game of Thrones. And people have kind of like shifted over to this Chernobyl thing. And it's supposed to be really good. Not doubting it's not. It's just not my type, I guess. But I think people are becoming very desperate for what they want to be the new Thrones. Like not everything has to be this like sci-fi intense show. It could be like Thrones... It does, it's just you have to find the next hit show, but I think it's hard to find it with the way that streaming sites are now, that they keep spamming all like Netflix when it first started re releasing original content, everyone was like, oh my god, like they just are doing hits on hits. I mean, they started with like Orange is the New Black was like the first one they did. Now they just make like shows that are like one offs that they'll probably never make again. It's just like ah, we'll throw. 10 million at that it might stay i don't know <laughs> and then they cling these like contracts to these actors that no one wants movies from anymore like adam sandler <laughs> adam sandler releases a shitty netflix movie like every three months <laughs> oh sandy wexler <laughs> <laughs> wow 
what are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw like a clip on YouTube for the That's My Boy movie, the one with him and Andy Samberg. Oh, that that movie, I do have to say, that one is very funny. <laughs> that one is top notch. His career is not dead. No, like he, uh, he definitely, Adam Sandler definitely went down like in quality from like his earlier work. But in terms of his later stuff, I think That's My Boy is, like, one of the funniest ones. That and... Uh, Don't say Jack and Jill. No. Oh, God. My, I have a friend who needs to be loves that movie. Get out of here. I was talking about the one with uh, Brooklyn Decker uh, and Nick Swartzen uh, and Jennifer Aniston where they go on the... Uh, Oh, just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Is that good. is funny? Nick Swartzen is hilarious. Oh, is, the ship. I'm the <laughs> ship shipper. I ship the ship. <laughs> snip, snip, clip, clip. Yeah. <laughs> he said his name was Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Can we do like a side note on Dolph Lundgren really quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Because I forget. I was watching Workaholics, and they like had an episode where it was all centered around Dolph Lundgren, yeah. and that just inspired me to think like, how many TV shows use Dolph Lundgren now as like. Uh, a punching bag or at some point like in sunny philadelphia remember yeah. when they wrote that whole script for the movie and they're like we're gonna cast it as Dolph Lundgren <laughs> yeah he oh, was the detective yeah the detective movie. who smells crime the, the fifth sense <laughs> yeah. no the sixth sense or the no sense no. of smell <laughs> no but it was it was his fifth sense that's why they called it the fifth sense oh yeah <laughs> Where he's like, <laughs> Dennis goes on to that tangent about like how they need to go do crime penetration. Yeah, crime penetration. And here's the thing. We're going to show full penetration. <laughs> We're going to show all of it. Fighting crime penetration. Fighting oh, this crime, young, supple, young body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren is like, you can cast him in anything. It's like, oh, uh, all right. We need like a big blonde guy to sort of be menacing. And uh, he needs to look somewhat foreign. <laughs> Okay, how about Dolph, Dolph Lundgren? Lundgren? All right, cool. He's like 50. Who cares? <laughs> Chuck him in there. Kick the tires. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> going back to the TV thing in a terrible segue, um, I just feel like I don't like where TV is at right now. I feel like that's a very controversial opinion, but I would rather have less and better than tons of shit being thrown at the fan and being seen with sticks. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes through ebbs and flows, like, I mean, music sort of had the same thing. Like, you know, there used to only really be, like, you know, the iTunes store. Just closed, rip. <laughs> yeah, just closed, RIP. And, uh, like, you know, we didn't have SoundCloud. We didn't have any of these platforms where, you know, uh, you can create content yourself or anything like that. So, you know, music was was really only, you know. Mixtape. <laughs> yeah, like mixtape stuff and, and people who could actually record in studios. Now any Joe Schmo, you know, with a mic can record. You mean sort of like uh, what we're doing right hey. now. <laughs> but like, you know, it's you know, the market is, is flooded with uh, with product, you know, when you have the, the ease of access to the means of, of production, I guess. <laughs> if you to like economic <laughs> To get economical with it. But, uh, <laughs> Break but it I down. feel like that's the same thing with, with Netflix right now. Like, uh, you know, they're basically like flooding the market with uh, all these Spam. shows because it's a lot easier to, to create a TV show now than it was like, you know, even two, three, four years ago. You know, smoldering take. I think it is easier to create a TV show when you have billions of dollars. To yeah. Throw. Well, that's <laughs> that, that's the thing. It's it's uh, yeah, I guess not easier to make a TV show. They're more willing to throw money at stuff that maybe won't be a great tv show because they have that extra capital to 
to to spend on the yeah. duds. Like, what's the last Netflix show that has truly like been dynamic? I would probably Stranger s- Things. I was gonna say Stranger yeah. Things. Like, Side note: That's coming out what July fourth. July fourth weekend. I heard. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do like an episode by episode review of. Uh, do you want to do episode by episode, or do you want to do like a two episode clip type thing? Yeah, we could. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll figure it out. But for our listeners, we are gonna have uh, you know Stranger Things uh, reviews because I love that show. <laughs> dun dun, Steve. Dun dun. <laughs> I love Steve and. Uh, oh God, what's the uh, the little dude Dustin? Dustin with the <laughs> they're Demogorgons. Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> oh man. Do you got anything else for cooler talk? Uh. So a little sprinkle. Mm. Oh well, here's a little sprinkle. Jets just hired uh, Joe Douglas, the uh, VP of Player Personnel from the uh, the Eagles. Apparently, the Eagles offered him a decent uh, salary to stay there, but the Jets, every time he said no, they just apparently kept coming back with better offers and stuff. And basically, if I could channel my inner uh, Marlon Brando, they made him an offer he can't refuse. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hey, Baba the Boopy. Bangladesh. Hey, you got some gabagool over there. But, uh, you stupid. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, uh, I honestly don't know a lot about Joe Douglas, but apparently he's very well liked in the Eagles organization, and they were, like, very sad to see him go. I'm hoping uh, that he can bring in, you know, some good talent uh, in terms of, uh, you know, free agent pickups and stuff for the Jets and then build a good roster for us. I mean, 90% of our roster is already built because of Mike McCagnon. I like the but, roster. But, yeah, I was going to say, but, uh, you know, hopefully moving into the future, this guy's a, a good GM for us. I guess what's the ma- magic question is, what does uh, Francesa have to say about the hire? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I uh, I didn't listen to <laughs> Francesa for too much on Friday, so I'm going to have to, I guess, go back on Sunday and, and see what, what he says. The, the Jets are not going to be as good as the Giants. I'm all, I'm all about uh, the Giants quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, they needed to go up and get him at six. He would not have been available <laughs> at 17. It's like, Mike, everyone said he would have been available at 17. I know for <laughs> a fact that Daniel Jones is going to be Eli Manning on crack. <laughs> yeah. You can bury me in a grave right now, and I, 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 I'll be fine with it. They were coached by the same coach in college, Cutcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> I trust that man with my life. He's the godfather of all my children. Down at Old Miss. <laughs> The Magic Factory. <laughs> Love Duke. <laughs> Only for basketball. But uh yeah, I think it's I think it's time we do our Champions League final recap. Alright, this will be a sweet minute. Um I hated it. Oh, it was terrible. I watched the whole thing. I, I uh I made a bet with one of the chefs that I work that I'd pick uh Tottenham because as I as we all know, I was hoping it would happen and my hopes were dashed in the first thirty seconds. Because yeah. Suzoko decided to I don't blame Suzoko actually. Because, like, he was, like, he thought he was, like, pointing to the defense where to shift. And then <laughs> Mane, I think, was the one who kicked it right at his arm. Yeah. And then he, everyone was just like, oh, PK in the 30th minute. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, it was, like, what, like, two, three minutes into the game? It was, like, a, a minute and, a, like, two minutes and a half. Yeah. And a half I mean, minutes. that kind of put a damper on the game from right there. And I was just like, oh, this sucks. And then Tottenham never got it together. I mean, they scored in like the 80-something minute after that. But Origi, again, who now is leaving, I think. You know what? Life must be nice in Liverpool. Yeah. You know? Good on them. They needed it. Uh, I like your club. They absolutely bottled the the league this year. So 
I'd and rather win. I think this. Would you rather win um, the Champions League or the Prem? Champions League. So this is good for them. Yeah. Did you know there's a Manchester City Cup? A what? A Manchester City Cup. I was at the gym like a few days ago, and I looked on the TV, and they had Atlanta United playing some Mexican League team in what was like the Manchester Cup, and it was literally a tournament made by Manchester City. What? Yeah. That's insane. I was like, you're that rich? Yeah. you run your own cup? (laughs) Well, Arsenal has the Emirates Cup, but that's an off-season tournament. This was like... This was like... I think preseason tournament or oh, something. Oh, okay. Well, okay, then, yeah. Nah, I, I don't think Manchester it. City was in it. They just were holding it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, those rich bastards. Oh, so to talk about Tottenham really quick. Um, rumors are that Ericsson is ready for a new challenge, and he is set to leave. So what do you see for Tottenham in this upcoming window, and what do you see for Liverpool in this upcoming window? I mean, Tottenham has not spent... A lot of money in the last two transfer windows. I think three, actually. I think uh, the beginning of last year, I don't think they brought in a single outfield player. I think this year they brought in maybe one or two guys, like they, Mora. Yeah, <laughs> Lucas Mora. Like they, uh, they did not uh, get a lot of uh, replacement guys. So I don't know what they're going to do if Christian Eriksen leaves. Maybe they can tweak their midfield system a little bit. But I feel like they play a lot better with that guy who can pull strings uh, behind the front line like Christian Eriksen. Mezidoza? <laughs> yeah. They can have him. Go ahead. But he just got married. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not. That's that's a whole other cooler talk right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I think Liverpool... Uh, I mean, what, what do they need? Like, they don't need anything else to win a title. They should have won one this year. So I don't think they really need to bring anyone in unless they're losing Probably another guys. center back. Maybe, maybe a center back. To pair with Van Dyke. I mean, they roll with Matip or uh, who else do they roll with? I feel like it's mostly Matip. <laughs> Matip? Yeah, who else yeah. for center back uh, do they use? They Along with Van Dyke. They don't have Davon, Dejan Lovren anymore. No. Oh, they use Joe Gomez, too, but he got injured. Oh, he's really young, though, right? Yeah. Isn't he, like, 18 or yeah. 19? Yeah. He played in the Champions League. They played him in the last four minutes. Oh, yeah? yeah. They pro- they probably did that just so he could probably uh, get a medal or something like that. Or I don't know if he maybe, like, had enough appearances where he could get a Champions League final medal. Oh, you have to get a certain amount to get a medal? Uh, I, I don't know what the exact rules are, but I know in the Prem you have to make, like, five appearances to uh, for your team to, to get a winner's medal to, like, win the Premier League. So I'm, I'm assuming in the Champions League it's – Probably something around the same thing. Man, the youngsters must love that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the ones that are on, like, the elite teams that never see the light of day. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a good good time. Uh, we'll be back very soon. We won't go on another hiatus. Nick is not going to another wedding anytime soon. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Did you have a great time? <sighs> well, the, I'm, I'm going to the wedding today. The bachelor party was last weekend. I, I had a good time there. I got to go iron my pants for this stupid wedding today. <laughs> Love is love. (laughs) Until next time.